Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns, and I'm your host for the show, I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, and I hope you're ready, we're going to be covering 13 simple anti-bullying activities that you can take right back to your classroom. And I'm also going to include a link in the podcast description where you can download a hard copy of these tips in an ebook format. So I hope you're ready. Listen in. And now might be a good time to include a friend. All right. Well, the first activity that we're going to talk about today is something that I call the thing I like most about you. And really, in order to create a classroom of caring and compassionate kids and learners, we as teachers need to encourage language in the classroom that edifies the student. Too often, kids say things to one another in a hurtful manner, and they're not even aware of the damage that they do to another person. This activity provides the participants with a strategy that gives their students a more more positive language. By participant, I mean you guys. This is not only important for the bully to learn, but for the whole class. In reality, the entire class is a bystander to bullying behavior. Now, here's how this works. You have the students write their name on a piece of paper, and they place it in a hat. The teacher then draws a name out of a hat, so let's just say the name that gets drawn is Jim. Jim's not involved in the activity. The students will then, the students will then be instructed to write one paragraph describing the thing that they like most about Jim. The paragraph has to contain one quality that they like with supporting details. Each student will then read his or her short essay to Jim. The essays then get collected. They're first screened by you because you're quality control. 
for any negative comments. And these essays get bound and they get put into a little booklet for Jim, maybe a decorated folder, and he could take these home and read these anytime he likes. Now, I suggest that this starts around October. This gives the students a chance to know one another. Now, you might have some questions with this. What if the kids refuse to write the essay? You may have one or two kids that say, I'm not writing an essay to him. His name comes out of the hat. Simple as that. Should all students have to do this? And I want to emphasize here, it's not about feeling. In other words, I don't feel like doing it. It's the idea that we want to give the students the language to say. We want to give them the language. We want to give them the positive things that they can communicate to their classmates. We want to help them become more positive in their language. You don't have to feel like it, but you have to say it. You have to work on it. Now, if a kid writes a negative comment, his essay gets pulled and the teacher determines if this was intentional or just a student didn't know any better. The teacher then sits with the student and they assist in making revisions. How does it help stop bullying? Number one, when kids who bully see certain kids having nice things said about them, believe it or not, for a little while, the bully doesn't want to rain on anybody's parade, so he, he leaves those kids alone. And number two, even the bully likes this activity because the rest of the class is going to write nice things to him or her if their name gets pulled out of the hat. This is an outstanding activity that should be used in the classroom. That's number one. Activity two is a bully-free school guided fantasy. And you're going to have this guided fantasy when you download the, the ebook from the website. You basically go over and read to the students, you know, what a bully-free school looks like, and you have them embed this in their mind. They're going to be given an opportunity to imagine what this school looks like. And you're going to read to the students, and it's there in the, in the e-book, okay, a, the, um, the visualization of a bully-free school. What will happen is the students will then, the students will then take the time to do a classroom mural based upon what they've discovered. And each uh, group of kids will work together and they'll create a mural based upon their the, 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 the guided fantasy that they just went through. So you're going to have them imagine what a uh, bully-free school will look like. Then you're going to have them do a mural associated with what they discovered through the fantasy and you'll have that information okay in your in your ebook that's number 3 the class mural and they could do it any way they want they can do it with a powerpoint they can do it on chart paper 
They can do drawings. You may have a wall set up in the classroom where they can work on it together. Now, there's certain cyberbullying vocabulary that you want to help your students understand. Ba and I've only included five here. Bashing, exclusion, flaming, outing, and posing. And at some point, I'm going to put the other 34 or 35 of them up in a course in a uh, episode description so that you can see them. And I'll do an episode on all of them. If you understand what these are, and you're going to help your students do it, bashing, using the Internet to make contact and commit direct verbal or visual attacks at any time. Exclusion, being excluded from participating in activities. Flaming, a short-lived argument that, that includes offensive, rude, and vulgar language. Outing, disclosing secrets. Posing, an indirect attack where the cyberbully creates a website or something of that nature pretending to be the target. Once you teach these five to your students, what you'll do is you'll th then begin to give them a quiz based upon the information that they now have and help them understand what this looks like. And once again, there's far more than just these five, and for time purposes, I'm only going over five. And you'll have the students fill in what each scenario, what, uh, um, what tactic is being used, and I've included here scenarios where you can have the students read the scenario and then you ask the class what tactic is being used here, what tactic is being used with the next one, and so on. So they get a feel for what, so what some of the tactics are that are being used with cyberbullying. Some of these kids probably know this better than we do, but if you start this at a young age, what will happen is the kids will get a better understanding of it and they will then begin to look at it from a perspective as, you know, I can't do that because it's wrong. You know, that's bashing, that's posing, and so on. Most anti-bullying activities need to begin in kindergarten, maybe in preschool, to give the kids an idea of what it all looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, and what they shouldn't do. The next activity is you're going to have them create a cyberbullying public service announcement. What does a public service announcement actually do? Number one, it attracts the attention of a target audience. It speaks to the audience in their own language. It relates to the audience's lives, and it delivers a single core message with clarity, motivating the audience to act. And you see them on TV all the time. Now, you can do this activity and have the kids write them in today's world, it's easy enough to make a video. They can make a video and they can uh, present it to the class. Of course, you have to get permission from parents to have kids in videos if they're, if they're uh, just as a matter of, of formality. 
But what you're going to do here is you're going to have the kids create this public service announcement. And it's going to be based on cyberbullying. And they have to do a lot of research. And it goes along with the activity number six, which is you, you, it's called social media friend or foe. You're going to have them go over the pros and cons of social media. We all know that social media has created a tremendous amount of convenience and people can get to know each other a lot better. Or social media has invaded privacy and allows for individuals to bully and harass people at a much greater rate. You would set this up forensically. And if you don't understand forensics, the pro team presents their case for five minutes. The con team has 10 minutes to ask challenge questions. Then there's a 15-minute preparation period for each side to, to construct their closing arguments. The pro team presents. The con team asks questions. The con team presents. The pro team asks challenge questions. Once it's all said and done, you have your you then decide who the winner is and in reality there is no winner there really is no winner it's a matter of trying to gain understanding now with this activity you are forcing kids to debate objectively you have to take all the emotion out of it if you if the kids become too emotional you may have to stop the activity and teach them that this is about basically disagreeing with the right attitude. This is not about your feelings. It's about what you've discovered through a small amount of research in terms of social media. That's what's important for them to know. Activity 7. Have them create an acceptable use policy for cyberbullying. And you could have a lot of ideas, you know, that, that go along with it. It's important for kids to understand, you know, what the, what the, um, uh, the policy looks like because if they write it, they have to follow it. Responsible personal conduct within the online environment is no different than face-to-face -face contact. Individuals must protect personal safety online. In other words, how am I going to be affected by social media? And we all know that the civic life has an expanding digital dimension that demands responsible engagement by individual groups and you want them to understand that there are long-lasting implications to publishing in the online environment. How am I affecting another person? This is what kids need to be aware of. How am I impacting others? Activity 8, positive self-talk game. 77% of self-talk is negative. And for every minute of negative to, uh, thought, it requires a hundred minutes to change that thought. 
Now, what you want to do here is have the students write down a series of put-downs on slips of paper, no obscene language or anything, and drop the slips into a hat or a container. And invite one student to draw a slip out of the hat and give it to you. Write the put-down on chart paper. Then have the class form two lines with enough space between them for you and the student to walk comfortably. As you and the student walk through the group, the other students call him or her name and use the put-down. Meanwhile, you whisper positive comments in the student's ear. An example, you're not like that. You can stay calm. Don't believe what they say. You're more mature than they are. Next, the student walks back through the group alone using positive self-talk. I'm not like that, etc. Repeat the process. Help the kids begin to get control of their thoughts. That's what we want. If they can control what they're thinking, they'll be able to handle it when someone says something negative to them. Now, the next one is Activity 9, Messages from Me to Me. And you'll see uh, in the ebook that you can download positive statements that kids can say to one another. I deserve to be treated with kindness and respect. I can set goals and reach them. Everyone makes mistakes. I can get through this. I'm okay. I'm not afraid, and so on. And what you do, you have the students select four statements from that list, write them on an index card, and with a hole punch, put a hole in each corner and tie some yarn or string to the corner so it's long enough to put over their head if they care to. Then have the students wear this card throughout the day. With a little creativity... You can create, you can laminate these things and you can turn them into little key rings. It's a great way for kids to reinforce this, some of these sayings when they're in difficult situations. Some kids can be frightened about a lot of things and you want to help them to overcome that so that they have the confidence. And this all goes back to my strengthening the victim posture. We have to work to strengthen the victims, make them more resilient, and put them in a position where they can manage things on their own. Number 10, Wrinkled Wanda. This is a terrific activity, and how it works is you have the students draw a, it could be a gingerbread person, or they can all draw what I would call a very unique person on a piece of chart paper with each student or group of students putting in one body part. Then you have them write negative thoughts across this person. Loser, you're no good, you're stupid, why did you do that, I can't stand you, and so on. You then take that chart paper and you crumble it up and then you unravel it. And what the students then have is a visual of what it looks like and how a person can end up 
when all those negative things get said to them. You hold up that piece of paper and it's wrinkled and it's a mess. Sometimes another great way to do it is to tear the charred paper up and then tape it together. It almost looks like Frankenstein when you get done and you show that to them as a visual. Then you do another one and you write positive comments on it and you show them what this looks like. You have wrinkled Wanda and then you have the opposite. The opposite is a person who's had nothing but negative, positive things said to them. Which type of person do you want to become and how do you want to treat others so they don't become damaged like wrinkled Wanda? Great activity gives the kids a terrific visual. Number 11 is the toothpaste activity. Have a kid come up to the front of the room, have a tube of toothpaste. Have him empty that tube of toothpaste all over a desk. And then look at the kid and say to him, you know what, I really didn't want you to do that. Can you put the toothpaste back into the tube? The toothpaste is an, is an, a um, visualization of words. And how words, even though we apologize, even though we apologize, can't be taken back. There will always be the memory of what you said to someone in their mind, even though you apologized. Words have power, and that's what you want kids to know. And the last one that we have, activity 12, who am I? Have the, kid write, have the kids write down on a slip of paper names that they've been called that they don't like. Take the paper, have them take the paper, throw it in the garbage can. That's gone. Next, have them write down the name that they want to be called. And that's how they refer to themselves, and that's how they insist that everyone else refers to them. Many years ago when I was in uh, grade school and all through high school, my name is Jim. Some people called me Jimbo, but then it went to Bo. And everyone called me that name. My mother, my father, my, my siblings, coaches, teachers, friends in school, and it was done. It wasn't done to be mean to me. That was just my nickname. And you know, I didn't like it. And when I finally got to college, somebody asked me what name my name was. I said, my name's Jim. That's the name I wanted to be called. And that's what you have to teach kids, that whatever they want to be called, they have to insist on it. And you give them this activity to help them through it. This has been a list, a list of right now we've had 12, we're going to have our 13th one. Character education and respect. Here it is, valuing the differences. Everyone has different qualities that make them unique. Bullies focus on the weaknesses of others and have little regard for the differences that another person has. 
they do not value the very unique qualities of others. And, as we had discussed with Wrinkled Wanda, we want each individual in the classroom to have a part in groups to draw a truly unique person one body part at a time. They then define the most positive qualities of this person and they get displayed in the classroom. This is your totally unique person. They almost take ownership for that person in their groups. Tremendous activity to help the kids value differences. Kids are in school today with a variety of different types of kids. Different races, creeds, religion, color. I mean, it's all over the place. And these kids have got to learn to value the differences in other people. And I did a um, an anti-bullying tip many years ago. It was CNN, MSNBC, and um, Fox. And the problem, the problem was, is that in those, in the news, whenever something happens, they end up talking about a person, but they always talk about them in terms of their race, creed, or religion. When something bad happens. We don't know, we don't know who those kids are sitting next. Then it's talked about in the home. The parents then begin to have a discussion about this in the home. The kid, through osmosis, could begin to develop a dislike for other races and religions, and they go to school and are sitting right next to some of those kids right in their classroom. We have to learn to value the differences. We have to learn to make sure that kids know how to do it as well. This is critical if we're going to deal with bullying in our schools. Some schools are doing it all too well. Others need a lot of help. Now, as I said, these 13 qualities, 13 uh, activities will be in the episode. There'll be a link in the episode description of this podcast. You just have to click on it. It'll take you right to where you need to be. And you can download this thing. Download this short ebook. And I'm sure that you'll be able to take this thing and use it in your classroom right away. My name is Jim Burns. Listen, when you go to the website, anti, uh, bullyproofclassroom.com, take a look at the courses that are there for professional development. Take a look at some of the activities that you have there. Take a look at some of the products that you can pick up there. My podcasts are on there now. That should be your site for anti-bullying and use it to your advantage because much of the stuff is for free. My name is Jim Burns. As I just said, you've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you for it. I welcome you back to our next show. I try to do five shows a week, Monday through Friday. They'll be up on my website. Please go there and catch every episode. You'll be glad that you did. Have a great day, everybody.